Welcome to Oyana, a teenager's journey to self-love. Our mission is to inspire, educate and empower, helping teenagers to navigate through life and parents and connect with their inner self. I'm your host, Carol Oakley, and thank you for tuning in. And if it's your first time, a big, big welcome. And I hope you're all having a great week and looking forward to the weekend. Now, today I'm really excited and delighted to have Veronica Winsky, the Dream Life Mentor, who works with successful women who are facing big life challenges and helps them to visualize and move into their next step so that they can reinvent and discover their purpose-driven calling. Now, before Veronica found her calling, she had to deal with destruction so that she could be transformed and be ready to take on this new path, which she's been on for around about seven years and loving every second of it. Now, when I first connected with Veronica, I instantly fell in love with her energy, which oozes with passion and love and I just loved every second of our connection on that day and I really hope you enjoy her story. Hey Veronica, how you doing? Hi Carol, I'm doing really great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh you're more than welcome. So how's the weather? Don't tell me what's the weather like in Florida, Venice, Florida? Um, It's rather hot, still hot and still pretty humid. Oh, wow. Oh, don't. You're making me feel envious because it's very grey and, um, yeah, it's rainy here. But anyway, let's not go into Um. that. (laughs) (laughs) We just have to go. Go with the flow. Go with the seasons. Exactly. So thank you, Veronica, for participating, you know, in my show. Um, I know you're going to be great. You've got such a great story. You've got such a great story. And as always, I'm going to be touching on sort of a few key areas of your life, like your childhood, education, career journey, personal development, health and well-being. And as always, I like to offer our listeners some tips and advice and some insights along the way. So should we get going? Great. So the first thing. Sounds great. Yeah, great. So can you tell our listeners just a little bit about your childhood, please? So my childhood was an interesting one. I grew up in Poland. However, I was born in America. And because I was born in America, my family and I were, we were able to travel the world while Poland was communist, meaning nobody could leave. So during that time, it was, you know, I got to see different worlds and experience all kinds of different things. And then my world flipped upside down, actually, when we decided to move from Poland to America permanently. And I was 13 years old, about to to go on 14. So it was new country new high school, new, I had to leave all my friends behind and my life to start a new life in America. And then as soon as as we arrived here, just three months after, my father unexpectedly passed away. And he was the one that made always all the arrangements for the travel, for the move, for everything. So 
at the age of 14, I feel like that was the year that I had to grow up wow. and become more of an adult and think in a different way because I was in a new country and I didn't know anyone. I barely knew the language. So, yeah. So we went from really awesome childhood with, you know, exploration and fun and all of that and then completely ending and a new life starting. Good. And then, then like you said, you had to um, kind of grow up you know and be i guess the support for your your your, your family because obviously that obviously had an uh, impact or an effect on all of you so i guess you all had to deal with it in your own little way didn't you exactly and in now looking back at that moment when it felt like my life was over like the one of the two people three people that you love the most it was myself you know it was my brother my mom and my father so one of the closest people in my life is wiped out in a new world so it feels like the world is ending however knowing what i know now i know that in that time of destruction is the opportunity for creation of something new so now when these life wipeouts happen and they will happen i'm able to approach them in a different way and know that this is just temporary and this Wipeout helps me into the growth of the next chapter in the right direction. So, I mean, I guess for any of our listeners that are going through any um, transitions or uh, having to adapt to new environments, I guess it's uh, trying to look at it. Although, you know, it's it, it, you have to kind of go through the motions, your emotions of dealing with with change. But on the flip side to that, it's very much looking at it like um, a new beginning or a, a new way of of of, um, of behaving or or transforming. Yes, and just remembering that this is a spec in time so even though it feels so intense and like it's happening for so long it feels like it's forever really it's not and if we focus on that that there is unlimited possibilities out there in front of us even during the times when we feel hopeless and like there is no possibility for us mm -hmm. it it you will come through on the other side you have to it's just the law of life yeah Okay. I mean, that's, that's great advice, uh, Veronica. In terms of your sort of, obviously, you were going through um, grief and having to grow up um, in your early teenage years. But overall, what, what were your teenage years like? Really uncomfortable, to be honest with you. It was not like my teenage years. I don't remember them as being amazing or fun or great because again i stepped into it as a new kid that doesn't speak the language and then my dad dies and okay. people don't know how to approach me i don't know how to approach them i didn't the youth in poland and the youth in the u.s were very different so it took me a while to adjust to that i was having a hard time finding my place mm. Um, what I really focused on was school because that's why we came to America for a better future. And now with my father being gone and, you know, I don't know, I don't have any friends. And at that time being a teenager, I, I was a little rebellious. I didn't really want to get to know people. I wanted to go back and be with my friends. Oh, so instead I focused really on my school because I knew that 
here in America, you, I thought you have to have this American dream and go to school, get to good, get good grades, go to college, and then get a job, and then you have this happy life. So that was my vision of that. That's what I was focusing on. It wasn't until I left high school and went to a university. That's when I, I feel like I blossomed again and I opened up and I connected with, with people that I could relate with and it was so much more diverse and expansive. So that was just the most amazing experience. But high school, not so much. Yeah, you were just sort of head, head down and you just focused on your, on your studying. So when you actually went to university, you, you said that you found, you found yourself again. Were you still very much of that mindset that you had to live the American dream? Oh, yes, very much so. Because then I was fully, fully engulfed in the academia. And when I was in at university, I was at Florida State University, and I went into the school with an international business degree. That's what I wanted to study. And it, I didn't want to study it because it was my passion. I, you know, what do we know when we are like 17, 18 years old and you're told you have to pick a major? I had no idea. I knew that I love telling people advice. I was always good at it. And then I knew I loved to travel. And a friend of mine, actually, that I really always looked up to that was a few years older than me, she moved from Poland to U.S. and she picked international business. And like I said, so she was already at a university then. So I'm like, well, international business. I guess that sounds good. Mm-hmm. So that's what I. So I didn't know, and I thought like that success, having an international business degree, working for a big international company, traveling with them. So. I, we all make up these stories thinking that this is how it's going to be. So that's what I did. And while I was still there, um, I, I took some classes in psychology. And when I took those classes, some things, I'm like, wow, this is really interesting, very exciting. And I've always loved helping people. So when I, when I was at the university, I went and spoke with a counselor. And I told her that, you know, I would love to pursue a career where I can help people be better through changing how they think, feel, and behave. Even back then, I already knew it. But that counselor told me that in order for me to do that, I would have to get a PhD in psychology. And that's the only way. Okay. And I believed her. And... So I'd love to share with your audience that, you know, when somebody, especially a person of authority, tells you that there is only one way to doing something, most likely that's not true. I mean, unless you want to become a lawyer or a doctor or a police officer or a fireman, then yes, you have to go through these certain things. But there many times there's many different avenues to deliver the core, your core calling that which comes to you with most ease. And if somebody says there's only one way, well, don't always fully believe them, even when they are a person of authority. Look and see what else is out there. Mm. I did not. I did go into the direction of international business that I felt was more in the direction of the American dream and the success I wanted. And instead, I did study behavioral psychology, but not as my main field. 
Wow. And my, my goal was to get out of college and get a job at a company that I can work with for life. Yes. Yeah. And obviously you kind of went through that process, um, which we'll go into a little bit more further on in terms of your career, but just, just staying on your um, teenage or oh, teenage years, you said that you had a friend who, who was like a big sister, was a kind of a, a mentor. Did you have any other mentors that helped you in your growth? You know, really, my, my father was a huge, huge person that I learned from and that helped me grow. Yes. Um, he was such an example of living an extraordinary life that uh, in my teenage years, he was someone that I always really looked up to. Wow. And you and also, and you also mentioned um, two books as well, which I know very well. <laughs> um, the Secret and The Four Agreements. They, they were your mentor. Mentors. Oh, yes. And how much I wish that those books came into my life when I was a teenager. Mm. Um, it, they did not. They came to me when I was already in my corporate life, living Ameri the American dream in which I was not feeling fulfilled sure. and not happy. And then I came across these books with knowledge that was so different than the books I used to read in school. Yeah. Um, these books delivered the knowledge that helped me wake up and remember things. It felt like remembering more than learning. What you put out is what you get back. What you focus on the most is that which is showing up in your world. Yeah. And then after The Secret, The Secret helped me. I feel, I feel like The Secret was my ripple, beginning ripple of me exiting the corporate world Got you. and then once i left and i realized like wow there is another way of creating my life mm. and my reality i'm like like what are these laws that we have to live by yes. and then the four agreements came into my life yes um let's see if i remember them still so. <laughs> Be impeccable with your word. So always be mindful of what comes out of your mouth. And also what I now see it as is also how you speak to yourself when no one is listening. Two, don't make assumptions because it's a story. What You're just making it up. Don't take anything personally, number three, because everybody lives in their own story and they do and react to you based on their own map of reality. So it has nothing to do with you. And then number four, always do your best. So know that these are the laws and just give yourself permission to do your best because that's all you can do. Mm -hmm. And if you, as you call it, mess up, just brush it off. Tell yourself, I'll do better next time and start over. Definitely. And like you said, I mean, you'd think something, you, you'd, you'd have thought that they would sort of teach this in school, really. And because it's, um, you know, this is, they're, they're laws and this, you know, and if we knew about these laws at a young age, then it would help with the reprogramming when you're in later on in, in life, you know, you'd be able to navigate your, your way much easier when you know about these laws um, when you're younger. So I totally agree with you. It's just that they should, they should teach about 
you know spirituality and law of attraction and you know so that people are so the our children are a little bit more awake <laughs> there needs to be a class in universal laws and how this like how everything in our reality is really created so yes absolutely there should be a um Yes, a class or, you know, it should be on the curriculum about sort of uh, all these laws and universal laws so that we can, yeah, we can tap into our our full potential at a young age. And not Exactly. Yeah. And because when I left and then I learned all these things and remembered and opened up myself up to these possibilities, I was really mad. And I'm like, why were these things not taught to us in school? Mm. They, they, this is the most like basic subject and one of the first fundamental topics that should be taught in schools and and the kids should be encouraged there should be a daydreaming class why isn't there one why isn't there a class where the kids sit and you dream about what you desire and then open up to all these possibilities so the teenagers i think now they're they have an opportunity to pull themselves away from the constant screen time that they are programmed to be in front of and snap out of it and they can do that by listening to shows like yours so that their screen time can help them in progressing forward and in creating their dream because if they pull away themselves from the screen and tap into their dream where they remember why they came here what is their thing what is their calling and then they spend the screen time on researching things that align with that their lives are going to completely align with that instead of that which is uncertainty or something that maybe they feel they need to do to get approval from their parents community society or something something else yeah i couldn't agree with you more could not agree with you more you know i've been trying to champion this for you know for a while and it's just something i just i don't know maybe we should open our own school veronica what do you reckon you know well you know carol you remember when we first talked i did say i love this information but kids and teenagers are not my audience maybe one day maybe one day but for now I'm helping more their parents. Yes, no, absolutely. Well, they you know, are, there's a gap there. So maybe that, that we are calling maybe later on, you know, later most on. Most definitely. But that's why I, I am so passionate about this information. And that is exactly why I wanted to come on your show and share it. Because normally I'm not heard amongst teenagers. Oh, and I feel like they need to know that anything is possible absolutely and what they focus on the most throughout their day is what's going to show up in their lives so just becoming aware of what stories they're telling themselves Mm -hmm. and redirecting it and and being in the space of a daydream away from the screen yes yeah, and so it is, there's so much the screen it. time and the noise, and it's just getting away from all of this, you know, all of the, all of the distractions, all of the distractions. Yes, and then you, I believe that the screen time can be used towards exponential growth, but not unless you take the time away from the screen and focus on your desires, on your dreams, or of what would your life feel like if you could create whatever it is that comes to you with most ease, joy, and fun. 
Yes. And then spend the screen time on connecting with other people that are maybe already doing it or maybe finding ways to improve that or learn about it. That screen time is going to contribute to your growth. Yes. But scrolling through like, you know, social media, it's designed to be addictive. Yes. No, absolutely. I'm so gonna... we sit there and we get addicted to it. Yeah. And like you said, you know, I've said this many a time, social media, it has a positive side, but it's, again, it's using it to your, your benefit, you know, in a positive way. And, and it yes. just feeds into what you've just said, really. Now, Veronica, your career. So obviously you, you were on this path um, of living the American dream. You worked hard for many years. And then, as you said, your life kind of took a dark spell, which made you reevaluate your life. Please take us along that journey of when you left university, you went into the corporate world and to where you are now as a... So while I was in the corporate world and I was in it and on the outside, it seemed like I had everything. I got hired out to an amazing, huge international company out in California. They moved me out there and was making great money. I was able to buy myself a home and it was still, I was still in my 20s, barely in my 20s and so much outer success. But inside, I could feel that something was not aligning. Something wasn't clicking. But, you know, when you're in it, you're in it. Sometimes you don't listen to that little whisper, that little voice. And then when you are in that world, all you see is what's in that world. And meaning, like, what, whoever your group of friends, your group of immediate influences, that's kind of your world. So when I was in the corporate world, my world were other people that worked in the corporate world. So I was looking at the people at the very top and seeing like, okay, they have so much more success and so much more of this and that. But when I see them, when I like could, at the time I didn't realize that I was intuitive and an empath, but I would, when I was feeling into their field, it didn't feel joyous. It didn't feel happy. It just like felt like this is what you do. Mm -hmm. Like, what else are you going to do? This is, you're in it. Yeah. So, Veronica, can you just explain to our listeners, just in case those there's, there are any sort of um, listeners out there who don't know what the corporate world is? Can you just explain what the corporate world, what the definition is? The yes. So, in my definition, corporate world is working for a corporation, working for a big business. I worked. Um, I when I got hired out in California. So I'll show you how it all aligned. When I was in college, well, before even college, still in high school, after I got my driver's license, I fell in love with cars. I okay. used to love cars. And in college, I had a souped up car. I was in a car club and I loved cars. Instead wow. of buying expensive things like purses and shoes, I would buy accessories for my car. <laughs> so a dream come true job right out of college, Nissan and Infinity North America hired me in California. Wow. My corporate career began. So again, I share with you the love of, for, of cars for me because without even knowing what I was doing, 
I was aligning with like by focusing on the cars and being so excited with them with that job that aligned it was cars i was working with them so yeah that's the corp- corporate there's a structure there is someone on the very top and then there is management and then there is management before them and then every every department has their own managers and how things operated in that world it just did not align with me and then I worked for a smaller business so it was a smaller corporation so the first one was thousands of people worked there the second one was like 20 people worked there so a smaller company but I still did not feel like something was something was not right Mm-hmm. But then I didn't realize that the dream that I've created was not my dream. It was a dream that I made myself believe I can. I need to dream in order to live this happy life. Okay. So when did you get that aha? Because obviously you had this niggly feeling throughout your corporate life. At what point did you have that aha moment saying, oh my God, this is so not what I want to do. I'm not aligned with this. I need to you know, make a uh, change in my life? At what point did that, did that occur? You know, it came, that point, that moment came when I was, I was an executive account manager um, for a company and they've been trying to get this one account for many, many years, way before I ever came. And it was one of the biggest like national accounts for this industry to get. Um, and I was on the plane, I read the book, The Secret, and it's, things clicked, and I'm like, yes, my visualization power is ignited to an even higher level, I'm, and I was on my way to meet with that potential client. Mm-hmm. We met, um, they even had to fluent somebody from the overseas office to go, this was like a big deal, and you know what, they said yes, they wanted to be to work with us and you know what the company that i worked with they would not give me the price that this company needed in order for us to work with them and it was pennies difference oh goodness and i realized i'm like you know what no matter how hard i work no matter what i do like in the end there is somebody above that can just say no and to like even then, like the person that was in charge of our office, mm-hmm. that what I saw as my boss, the person that could, was the decision maker, yes. he wasn't able to say yes. So our office did not get that account. Nobody did. Okay. Oh, yes, somebody else did. But yes. that was nobody within our... So that's when I, I had this aha moment, like, wow, like, this is just not going to work somehow my like i felt like my light was dimmed okay after i've done everything and i got it and then they are like no we're not gonna we're not gonna fulfill it sure sure so that's when you thought that's when you kind of (laughs) started reevaluating your your life and then what happened after that so if you could just briefly tell us where how you got to from that moment to where you are we are now because so at that moment i i had no idea what else i could do but i thought like well 
I would like to be my own boss. But because of still what that counselor told me that one time, that in order for me to do work where I help people create massive change in their life through how they think, feel, and behave, I have to have a PhD. That didn't even come into like my awareness that I could do something like this. I thought, well, what can I do? So I grasped at different businesses that like, at first I thought I'm going to start a business with my coworkers because they also saw the misalignment and something weird is happening with the company. And we were all feeling the similar way. So my wheels started to turn. And then I thought that I know a lot about the laws of attraction by reading the book, one book. And let me tell you, you don't become a master by reading one book or hearing about something one time. Because yes, I, I attracted what I asked for, but I was not clear on what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So at that time, I said that, you know, I want to have my own business. I don't want to work for someone else. Guess what? I got first a business landed on my lap. I asked for a business, a business, nothing that I had any interest in. But I asked for a business and this is exactly, okay, I asked. Yes. So I bought, bought this business. And then right as I got the business, I took it over. I purchased this person out of this business. Um, shortly after, I got laid off my job. So then it was not a graceful exit. It was right out, like right now we're going through a global crisis. This one was 10 years ago, like towards the end, like 2000, you know, 2010 was like the very end of it. I ended up losing my job, my, um, through taking advice of someone that was not an expert, I ended up losing my home. Oh my goodness. And then, um, what else? And then, so I did, I was always good with my money. So even through all that, I had savings that I invested. Well, those savings got embezzled and it was a huge Ponzi scheme. So all my money was gone. Oh my goodness. So I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So that was a complete life wipe out. And in that moment, I had to make a choice. Am I going to figure this out on my own or am I going to go back and find another job? And I made the choice to figure this out on my own. And it took me about three years before I woke up to, wow, okay, I can create a business that I love doing that, which comes to to me with most ease and where I contribute the most to most people. Brilliant. Brilliant. And that's where, obviously, you know, your business was born, you know. That's when it was born. And um, you haven't looked back since then, have you? No, I have not. And now I feel like I am no longer employable, you know, after that long working for myself. And it's, you know, working for yourself is not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. You do have to have a big vision and a reason for doing it, and knowing that it's uh, it has its ups, it has its downs. But even the lowest downs are always better than being in space that's not in alignment with you. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I know I touched upon your current career, um, but can you just? 
give us an overview of what you do? Because I have got quite a few questions I, I, I uh, like to ask you. Yes, so I mainly work with women um, and professional women who are ready to remember their purpose-driven calling. So I help them through the process so that they can reinvent themselves and align themselves um, to stay on the purpose-driven path meaning that they live lives that they most love and create that which comes to them with most ease. Wonderful. And how's that so going? It's going really well because especially now in this time that we're experiencing, a lot of people are waking up mm. and a lot of people are realizing that, wow, okay, there, there is, I am meant for more. There is something else out there for me. So when they are ready now, it's so much easier to create the change so much faster because of where we are at yes because it's so intense so you get to pick which intensity you want to plug yourself into the intensity of the chaos and the destruction and mm -hmm. disease and pandemic or into the extreme um, energies and potency of new creation, new life, new unlimited possibilities. Yes. So, yes. yeah, it's flowing, as yes. they say. I love that. I love that. And again, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm right with you on that. It is very much, we are living in strange times, but it's just trying to plug into the, the positive side of it. There is many worlds within this one world we live in. Yes. And the longer that I am on this earth, I realize there are a lot of different worlds within the world. Yes. You know, and wh whoever you, even with kids, they have groups and cliques of, you know, they like this and they like this. They're all mini worlds. And mm -hmm. choose the world you desire to be a part of and plug yourself into that one. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Veronica, do you have any personal habits or daily routines you feel have contributed to your growth most definitely um first is how i start my mornings when i wake up i take a moment and connect with the highest vision of myself and i do that through taking mindful breaths just taking slow breaths and picturing myself and by doing this so many times it just clicks in really quickly so doing it every morning throughout the day i pay attention to when uh, my monkey mind comes on <laughs> okay and when the monkey comes on saying that it it's doubting it's loud it's judging it's not sure or it's replaying an old story I become aware of that story or okay. of that monkey talking. Yes. And then by becoming aware, I interrupt that old pattern and the old story. And mm. then I take a breath. I take a slow, mindful breath and just tell the monkey, not this time. Yeah. So that I continue to give myself permission to be aware of where I am standing in my own way that's not in alignment with the vision of my highest self okay. from the morning visualization. And then at night when I go to sleep, before I, before I, when I'm in bed and before I go to sleep, I picture my vision of my dream life. And actually, not only that, but I have 
a page in my journal written out about a day out, year, two years out, and I read it. And then with that, I go to sleep and picture that. Oh, lovely. That's so that beautiful. morning, day and night, it's, I'm keeping myself on track with my purpose. Brilliant. I love that. That's such great, great bit of advice. That's fantastic. Fantastic yeah. bit of advice. I mean, how do you reset in times of pressure? It sounds like you don't get pressure, but when you do, you know, you have tools to. Oh, yes. I use <laughs> my energetic reset process. Yes. Super duper easy. So I just, again, it could be that, that moment of stress or chaos it normally comes from the story. Every time it does. So pausing and take a breath. The reset breath for me is a conscious breath for the count of five. So you inhale for the count of five. You pause on top for the count of five. You exhale for the count of five. And then you pause again for the count of five. Even doing one breath like that is going to help you to bring yourself back to feeling calmer. If you do five of those breaths, then mm -hmm. you're going to sh completely shift out of anxiety, worry, fear, discomfort, annoyance, frustration, anger, and into a much calmer, calmer state. Yeah. So any of our listeners are going through any sort of anxiety or stress to do with, you know, whether it's schooling or whatever, any other area of your life, you know, try this technique, you know, it, it, you know, it might work for you, you know, but it's one of those things that you have to keep doing to get into that, get into that rhythm. Mm -hmm. um, Veronica, what does, uh, what does success mean? Yes. What does, <laughs> what you does know, success to me means living my life and doing what I desire to do and yeah. not having to answer to no one. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like my, I feel successful in my life because I feel now my life belongs to me. When I worked in the corporate industry, I now I know that was what was in a big disalignment. I felt like my life didn't belong to me Yes, because I had to report. And it's like when we are in school, that's part like we, that's part of it. But then now I feel like I can create from a completely different place and do what I desire to do when I want to do it. Yes. And then be able to help someone mm -hmm. when they need help. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. that's something that I keep practicing because in my big vision now, I am a philanthropist that get, goes around the world. And I, when I see a need, I am able to contribute to them from my own money. So now in my life, I pay attention, like, where can I be of contribution on a scale that I can contribute now and mm. do that? Yes. I love that. Love that. Love that. Love that. Do you... Um, have advice as how you can get to a place of self-love or acceptance for our teenagers it's all what you tell yourself yeah. so become aware of what this monkey mind is telling you what are you telling yourself on over and over again and if you catch yourself saying oh i'm stupid or i'm ugly or i'm this say this instead i am open to feeling more love towards myself i am open to loving myself a little bit more today 
I am open or I am willing to see myself through the lens of love and do your best. I would write it down because in the moments of self-hatred, you may not remember these words, but if you write them down somewhere and you know where it's at, go pull it out and just begin to slow down your breathing and begin to say these statements over and over again. The more that you keep saying this, the more that you will ignite the feelings that will authentically and genuinely spark it inside of you so that you will actually feel that self-love not if you say oh I love myself I love myself when you don't Mm. because then there is a disconnect that's why it's key to use the word I am open I am willing yes because then you surpass that like I am which if you are not loving yourself you're not and it's okay but it's also remembering that you, you are the person, the only person in this world that's going to be with you from now until the very end. That's Love it. yourself because you will spend the most time ever out of anybody with yourself. For me, I ended up through doing this work. I love spending time with myself. I actually travel the world by myself because Mm. then I really get to do what I want when I want to do it. But again, did I love myself when I was, it was hard. It was not easy. But if I knew then what I know now, I would share with myself that which I just shared with you. Have those say statements, have them somewhere near you and say them to yourself as often as you can. It's like an an auto repeat. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. Veronica, just a few more questions. I'm conscious of your time. Um, What what is the biggest lesson life has taught you? And yeah, and are you applying it? (sighs) That really anything is possible. Yeah. And that in moments of adversity, remind yourself that it's just a moment of time. Mm -hmm. And that's when it really counts to have a vision and to focus on it. Because that's what's going to help you get through this muck time in your life and this yuckiness with more ease. Yeah. So always be aware of what you are focusing on, especially in the times of hardship. Definitely, definitely, definitely. What uh, what legacy or impact would you like to leave? Uh, again, that we all come here with our own calling. Yes. And that any time is the right time to get on the purpose-driven path and stay on it mm-hmm. without judgment of age. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And last question. What's the most, I know you've given us just a great, you know, great bit of advice and a great message, but is there anything else? Is there, is, what is the most important message you would like to leave with us today? Always stay curious and always continue to learn. Never say, oh, I already know that. No, listen and be curious and always continue to learn because through curiosity and learning, you will always continue to grow. And failure 
fail forward, fail yes. and see what you've learned and continue to grow and create because failure is part of life. Without failure, there is no success. That's right. There's no growth. You can't grow as no a person. Mm. Yes. So embrace the failures. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, thank you, Veronica. That's a lovely way to end the show. So, yeah. so passionate as always. I really appreciate your time because I know you're you know, busy, busy, busy lady these days, but you know, doing nice things and impactful things. Yes. <laughs> We're all, you know, um, people like yourself and myself, we are staying busy to help with the awakening process of the world <laughs> and helping people along their journey. So yes, absolutely. thank you for doing the work that you do and helping the teenage community and the younger audience that's so needed now. Oh, bless. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for your contribution. I really, I really appreciate it. And um, listeners, as always, you know, I hope you got as much value out of this conversation as much as I did. If you'd like to connect with Veronica, you know, her website is The Dream Formula. You know, check her out. She has lots of free resources. And if you want to hear more inspirational stories, please keep tuning in or follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Oyana Podcast for inspirational content. And always, please support, rate, um, comment. I'd really appreciate it. Until next week, this is Carol Oakley. Peace and love to you all. Have a great weekend.